All right, I'm excited to uh, speak with you uh, today concerning the sacred names of the Father and the Son, Yahuwah and Yahusha, for those who do not yet know what we are referring to when we mention sacred names. These are the Hebrew names of Allahim. When we say Allahim, we are referring to God. And of course, we have Yahusha, the Son of God. So Yahuwah and Yahusha, you notice the names sound kind of the same, Yahuwah. Yahusha, which makes perfect sense because the name of the son comes after the name of the father. The father gave his name to the son, Yahusha. So today we're going to be focusing on the meaning of the name Yahuwah, because in Hebrew, the name, it has a meaning, especially the most important name, the name of God, the name of Allahim. And so in our agenda for today, we will talk all about uh we have four sections in this study. Why did Yehovah Abba reveal his name? And then what is the meaning of his wonderful name that will take the bulk of the study? And then how is the gospel expressed in the sacred name? And why is meditating upon and proclaiming the name of Yehovah such a great blessing? Okay, so let's begin by asking the question, what is the name of God? What is the name of Allahim? It's strange, I know, to ask such a question because if you ask a common person, for example, someone in this library, you go there, by the way, do you know what the name of God is? They probably will say to you, well, I think his name is Lord or his name is Almighty One, right? His name is Creator, or his name is God. Now, when you refer to the creator of all things as Lord, Almighty One, God, you are not wrong. However, Lord, Almighty One, Creator, God, that's not the name of God. Those are titles, attributes of God, not the personal name of God. So people sometimes are shocked when they discover that God has an actual personal name like you and I right? I mean, when I talk to you, I don't refer to you as the man or the woman. I refer to your name, something personal. And so Yahuwah, or the, the name of God, is something given to us because he wants to have, to have a personal relationship with us. So this gives God, it makes him a person in, in a sense, right? It's, it's a personal thing. It's different from other pagan religions where they worship an idol or an image, but it's not personal. For us, because we know the name, it becomes personal. So when you read your Bible, an English Bible, like the NIV, the TEV, when you read it, you will find L-O-R-D a lot. L-O-R-D in all caps. That uh, word, L-O-R-D in all caps, is found about 7,000 times in the, old, in the Old Testament alone. This is why when you open to the book of Psalms, you will find L-O-R-D. How many here read L-O-R-D in their Bible? Yeah, I think all of us did. And growing up and thinking about what that meant, we never knew it actually represented something else. L-O-R-D in all caps in the Holy Bible is actually referring to the divine name, Y-H-W-H. It's called the Tetragrammaton, because the name of God is composed of just uh, four letters, four letters, and two of those letters are repeated, right? Yod Heh Vav Heh. That's the tetragrammaton, and it looks like this. This is in ancient Hebrew. That's the name of Allahim. That's the name of God. It's been preserved in rock, in stone. People who study archaeology and dig up things from the past. They uncover the actual name of God. 
when the, tra- the scriptures were translated from Hebrew to Greek, they even kept the Hebrew name of God. And so it's all over the Bible, but not many people realize it's there, but it's there. And that name is the four-letter word we call the tetragrammaton. You find it in the Bible, but when you come across L-O-R-D, you should always think in your mind, this ought to be the tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of Yahuwah. And so in ancient Hebrew, at the top, that's how it looks like. Because when it comes to languages, especially Hebrew, a lot of it is um, letter-centric, the, 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 the image of the letters. It means a lot. We'll talk more about that later on. But in ancient Hebrew, this is how it looked like. Modern Hebrew, when you go to Jerusalem today, you're going to find the box script, which is at the bottom, right? And so both of that represents the name of God. So the first one, ancient Hebrew mod- and modern Hebrew at the bottom. Now, how do you pronounce this name? Well, we pronounce it according to the alphabet of ancient Hebrew, not modern Hebrew. Okay, because after, after all, the name was given during ancient times. So we follow the ancient way of pronouncing the letters that, uh, that was used to, dis- to write the name of the father. So ancient vowel systems would cause you to pronounce the name Yahuwah. Modern translators or modern um, vowels will pronounce it Yahweh. But we have studied in depth that the proper pronunciation is Yahuwah not Yahweh, not Yehovah. We talked about that in Sacred Names number two. Please refer uh, to that video so that you can know, uh, learn deeper all about the difference between Yahuwah, Yahweh, and Yehovah. But for today, what we're going to study is why did Yahuwah, Abba, reveal his name? Why did he give his name uh, to people? Well, let's begin here in the book of Exodus 3.15. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, Yahuwah, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. So God himself, he's telling Moses that he wants that his name be remembered for all generation. I mean, we have personal names. The name that was given to us is important to us. God is telling us the name that he has, that he has chosen for himself, is important to him. How important? He's telling Moses, I want the people from generation to generation up until today to know me by this name. And that name is Yahuwah. And so it is an important part of what Yahuwah wants for the people of the world. So we want Yahuwah, we want to remember God by his name, Yahuwah. What else? Why else is the reason God gave us his personal name? In Joel 2, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of Yahuwah. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance, as Yahuwah has said, among the remnant whom Yahuwah calls. And so the Bible's telling us that there's a blessing for calling upon the name of Yahuwah. All throughout the Holy Bible, it mentions crying out for the name Yahuwah, using the name Yahuwah. And it's part of our relationship with our Father. And so it's a blessing to call upon the name of Yahuwah. So when we pray, what do we, what do we use? We say Father, and then we also 
say Yahuwah. How many here uh, growing up Christian often mentioned, Father, we worship your name? We say that a lot, right? And did you ever stop and think, okay, what is that name, <laughs> right? And so the Bible says, Yahuwah wants us to know that name, and his name is Yahuwah. What also is the purpose of the giving of the name? Bible says, I will give thanks to Yahuwah with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And so we use the name of Yahuwah when we praise him. Because when we speak of the attributes of Elohim, he's almighty, he's all-loving, he is compassionate, he's merciful. These are all good attributes. But if you don't attach it to a name, then the person to whom the attributes belong, they don't get the glory. You get it? So if you speak, you're, you're praising someone, but you don't mention his name, people are going to say, well, who's that? And so Yahuwah's name is attached to his attributes. We use that to praise him. What else? In the book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse 4, just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters, Yahuwah, be with you, Yahuwah, Bless you, they called back. And so during the days of Israel, a long time ago, people would greet each other invoking the name of Yahuwah. Yahuwah bless you, right? Yahuwah be with you. And we'll talk more about what that actually means. And so people use the name of Yahuwah to greet one another. Most of all, in Deuteronomy 32, 3, for I proclaim the name of Yahuwah, ascribe greatness to our God. We proclaim the name. We preach the name. This is why we have the Sacred Names Conference, because we want people to know about the name, because not many people know about the name. What they know when it, refer, when it comes to God is he's Lord, right? He is uh, creator, maybe El Shaddai. And so we're proclaiming the name because we want to ascribe greatness to our God, because Yahuwah wants to be remembered by the name of Yahuwah. And Yahuwah wants to be remembered by the name Yahuwah so much. You know what Yahuwah commanded his people to do? In the book of Numbers 6, 23, 27, speak to Aaron and his sons. By the way, who's Aaron? <laughs> Everyone here, is, they know their Bible history. The brother of Moses. That's right. He was the high priest. Speak to Aaron. And his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, Yahuwah bless you and keep you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yahuwah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Now there are people who say we should not be invoking the name of God. You're not allowed to do that. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we are to use his name. The proof, even the children were named after the name of God, the name of Yahuwah. This is why when you read the Bible, the prophets, the people of God all over the Bible, and even if you go to Israel today, you will find the name of God in the names of the people. The name of God is Yahuwah, right? But it, it can also be called Yah or Yahoo. And those names are found all over the Bible. This is just a, a snippet of the names of the prophets and the people of God in the Bible. 
and they all contain the name Yah. You see that? Probably can't see, it's too small. Or they contain the name Yahoo. That's interesting. This is why when you want to know the real name of God, just look at the people and examine their names. Because the name of Yahuwah is best preserved in the names of the people. Yes, it was preserved in the rocks. It was preserved in, in some documents, but also in the people. The name of the people contained the name of Yahuwah, Yahu, or Yahu. And out of all the servants of God, who is the one who carried the name of Yahuwah and was able to live his life fitting to that name? Who would it be? The greatest messenger of all, right? You call, many people call him Jesus. But in our study, Sacred Conference 3, we, we, I mean, Sacred Conference number one, we talked about Jesus. It's not even, I mean, we all know it cannot be the name of Christ. Because Jesus is an English name. It's not even an English name. It's a hybrid name, right? It's a transliteration of a hybrid name. Um, in Hebrew, I mean, some, some people call him Yeshua, which is closer. It's modern Hebrew, right? But we refer to call him Yahusha. Okay, that's the ancient Hebrew pronunciation. So you got ancient Hebrew, Yahusha. Modern Hebrew, Yeshua, right? And then we have Jesus. And so we know it's not Jesus. It could not be. It's Yahusha, which is the ancient name. And it's the name that is prophesied in the Old Testament. And so Yahusha himself says, I have come in my father's name. And so we know the name of the true Christ carries or bears the name of the father. In John 17, Yahusha says, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave. Me. And so Christ is saying, the name I have, the one you gave me, is your name. And so if Isaiah, Hezekiah, if these prophets of old contain the name Yahoo, like Yeshayahu, that's Isaiah, right? The Hebrew name of Isaiah is Yeshayahu. If these prophets have the name Yahoo, how much more the son of God? So Yahusha is saying, my name is the Father's name. And so the name Yahuwah is contained in the name of the Savior. And unfortunately, there's no Yah or Yahu in Jesus. It doesn't sound the same. Yahuwah and Jesus are completely different. This is why we opt to use, and we believe the name that we ought to be using is the name Yahusha. So Yahuwah and Yahusha are related. Okay, we'll talk more about the relationship between Yahuwah and Yahushua in our studies later on. And so we know the name of God has been given for the purpose of relationship. This is why in the book of Psalm 100 verse 3, know that Yahuwah, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We know the creator of the heavens and the earth is Yahuwah. He created the sun, the moon, the stars, and then he created human beings. When he created human beings, what did he say? I'm going to create man in my image. You know why he created human beings in his image? Because he wants human beings to get to know him. The purpose of why we were made is to know Yahuwah. 
Now, what does it mean to know Yahuwah? The Hebrew word used for know is yada. Yada. Three, uh, the one at the top entry, Hebrew 3045, yada. What does that mean? It means to know by experience, to know, be acquainted with. And so what the Father wants, what Yahuwah wants, is for the people to get to know him in a personal way. After all, God wants to have a personal relationship with all of us. He doesn't want to be a distant God. He wants to be a God that draws near. He wants to be involved in the lives of people. And that's staggering to think about, right? The creator of the universe, he's thinking about us. And he wants us to have a relationship with him. That's why yada is used. He wants us to know him. He wants us to relate with him. And knowing Yahuwah Abba, that is really the work of our life. In the book of Jeremiah 9, 23, it says, this is what Yahuwah says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am Yahuwah who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth and that I delight in these things I, Yahuwah, have spoken. Here, the prophet Jeremiah is telling us about the value of knowing Yahuwah. How many here are wise? Now, I think a lot of you are wise. Maybe there are some who probably got a PhD, a master's, you went to college, right? Bible says, if you're wise, don't boast about that. How many here are wealthy, rich? <laughs> Some people are rich. Bible says, don't boast about your riches. Don't boast about your power. Don't boast about your human achievements. If you want to boast, <laughs> boast that you know Yahuwah Elohim. And by knowing Yahuwah Elohim, what shall we understand? Who he is and also experience the most awesome thing. The unfailing love of Yahuwah. That's what we want you to experience. That's the purpose of this Sacred Names Conference. We want you to experience the loving and abiding presence of Yahuwah because he gave us his name for that exact purpose. Yahuwah's unfailing love. Okay, And so hopefully that is what we're, we are going to be able to do uh, today. So that's... Uh, about the name of Yahuwah. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know it. And if you don't know the name of Yahuwah, you only refer to him as Lord, Almighty One, Creator God. There's that distance, right, between you and God. It's like worshiping a rock or a stone and calling it God. But when you refer to the name, which is what Yahuwah wants us to do, because he wants to be remembered by that name, then we can have a relationship with him. Because after all, I mean, answer this question for me. Can we be close to someone whose name we don't even know, right? I mean, if you want to get to know someone better, you begin by asking for his name, right? Because when you give a name to someone, it means, okay, I want to have a relationship with you. If you come across a stranger and you don't, you're kind of iffy, you don't really want to have a relationship with that person, you don't give your name right? You, you are polite. You greet that person. You are helpful to that person. But if you don't really know that person, you don't give your name, 
right? But if you want to have a relationship with that person, you give your name. Here's a question. What if there's a person who wants to have a relationship with you and they say, oh, can I give you my name? And then you say to them, I don't want to know your name. How would that person feel? Not too good, right? Here's Yahuwah. He wants to give us his name because he wants to be remembered by that name. But then he was, oh, I'll stick to Lord. <laughs> I'll stick to God. I'll stick to creator. Isn't that good enough? How do you think he will feel? We're rebuffing the creator who wants to have a relationship with us. You see, Yahuwah reveals his name because he wants, he wants, he wants to have a relationship with us. And throughout the Holy Bible, we will see an ever-increasing expression of Allah's name, Yahuwah, as he relates with people, with Jacob, with Abraham, with Moses, and especially with us. The name of Yahuwah is going to reveal the wonderful, uh, the wonderful attributes that the name of Yahusha, the name of Yahuwah has. This is why our next topic is, is exactly that. What is the meaning of his wonderful name? For many who are here, uh, there, you have already been calling upon the name Yahuwah, right? You're praying to Yahuwah, you're praising Yahuwah. But how many here know the meaning of the name Yahuwah? <laughs> Anyone here know what, what that means, Yahuwah? Huh. Someone says uh, Yahuwah means Yahusha says, okay, that's close. <laughs> Somewhat close. We'll talk, actually, we'll talk more about that later on. But I mean, I, I can give you an answer, but I want a biblical answer. Is that okay? Because we want to know, well, what's the meaning of his wonderful name? And when it comes to names and changes of names, there's always a meaning behind that. This is why when Abraham's name was changed from Abram to Abraham, there was a meaning. How about how much more there must be a wonderful meaning behind the name Yahuwah. Behind the four-letter name Yahuwah, the Tetragrammaton, there must be a wonderful meaning in there somehow, right? And so what's the name of Yahuwah? What's the meaning of his name? Well, let's go back to Exodus 3, 14 and 15. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, Yahuwah, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. So here, Yahuwah introduces to Moses his name, right? And when people read this passage, sometimes when they read this passage, they make the conclusion that the name is I am who I am. However, when we study that tetragrammaton, that name, that's the one that's found 7,000 times in the Old Testament, right? And so what is the meaning of Yahuwah? What does that mean? It's also in the Bible. Can anyone care to guess what the meaning of the name Yahuwah is in the Bible? Right? We know what the name is, but what is the meaning of the name Yahuwah? Do you find it there? What is it? What do you think it is? Yeah, it's I am who I am. 
Sometimes there are people when they read this passage, they conclude the name of God is I am or I am who I am. But no, the name is Yahuwah. I am, I am who I am are the attributes expressed by the name Yahuwah. And so we're going to look at that. But why did Yahuwah introduce to Moses and say to him, I am who I am? Well, let's check the context. Why did Yahuwah introduce himself with the name Yahuwah and then says to him, I am who I am? Well, let's go back to Exodus 3, 9 to 11. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And so here's Moses. He's being called by God to do something that he cannot do by himself. What is that? To take the people of Israel out of bondage from Egypt. That's easier said than done. Why? Because Egypt was the most powerful nation during that time. And so they were they held captive the people of Israel. But Yahuwah says, Moses... You're going to set my people free. And so what does Moses say? What probably you and I are going to say, why me? <laughs> who am I? Right? And so when Moses goes to Yahuwah, who am I? Why would you send me? You know what Yahuwah, you know what Yahuwah says to him? 12 to 13. And God said, I will be with you. I love that. You will find that phrase all the way, all throughout the Holy Bible. I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And so Moses is now agreeing with Jehovah. Okay, I'll go. So long as you're with me, because what matters is not me, but you. And so Yahuwah says, I'll be with you, and I will help you get the job done. But what will the Israelites say when they, what should I say to the Israelites if they were to ask me, well, who is the one who sent you? What is his name, right? That's when Yahuwah says, okay, tell them I am who I am, but his name is Yahuwah. He tells uh, Moses the meaning of that wonderful name. The attributes contained in the name of Yahuwah, which is I am who I am. So in our study today, we're going to explore and look at the meaning of I am who I am. Because that is the expression of the name of Yahuwah, right? So Yahuwah attaches the meaning of his name to I am who I am. When we look at the Hebrew of I am who I am, this is what you find. Is it, clear? is it pretty visible from there? You see the Hebrew, right? And the one I encircled right there is, ahai, is I am who I am. The word I am is ahaya. So ahaya, asher, ahaya. Ahaya, I am. Asher, who? Ahaya is I am. So I am who I am. Asher, uh, I mean ahaya, asher, ahaya. Okay, why are we looking at the Hebrew so that we can get an understanding of what it means? Because Hebrew is a fascinating language. It's not a linear language. 
like Greek or English. It is a, a language that is dynamic and ex has multiple expressions of one word. That's why the study of Hebrew is so enriching. It gives you a, a sense of the richness contained in the name of the Father. So what does the word ahaya mean? The root word is haya. Okay, it's the Hebrew word 1961, haya. What does that mean? When you look at how haya is used in the Bible, it has different expressions, right? It could mean to be, to become, to come to, to, come to pass, to exist, to happen, to come about, uh, to arise, to appear, to become, to exist, to abide, to stand, to accompany, to occur, to be done, to be finished. And so when the uh, Strong's Dictionary gives you a listing like this, it tells you how the word haya is used in the Bible. And that is important to know because I believe, right? It's, it's my belief that the words haya and other words derive from the sacred name of Yahuwah. And so it teaches us what it means. Okay, so when we look, for example, when Yahuwah says, I am ahaya, when he says ahaya, I am, what is he saying? Well, one of the definitions of ahaya, of haya is to be, to exist. And so Yahuwah was telling Moses, I am the self-existent one. What does that mean? That means he existed before time. In other words, no one created him. How many here have ever asked the question, okay, who created God? <laughs> Anyone get that question? Right? Who created God? <laughs> and they're even kind of angry pointing at you. Who created God? What would your answer be? Who created God? No one created God. If someone created God, then he would not be God. By definition, God is the self-existent one. And this is backed up by scripture in Revelation 1.4. God is him who is, who was, who is to come. In Psalms 90, he is from everlasting to everlasting. You are gone. So Yahuwah has no beginning. He is eternal. He's from everlasting to everlasting. This is why Ahaya expresses the self-existent one. He is the one outside space and time. He's the one outside creation itself. He is beyond time and space as the self-existent one. So the sacred name Yahuwah reveals that Yahuwah is eternal, non-created, creator, a non-created creator. Okay, that's Ahaya. But Yahuwah does not simply say, I am. He also says, I am who I am. So now we go back to the meaning of Haya, and we get to play around with these different definitions and come up with the characteristics of Yahuwah. And according to how it's used in the Bible, it also means to come into being or to arise. Remember, Haya is a verb. In Hebrew, there are different verb forms. Sometimes a verb form is what is called a causative hifil, which means to create into being. So to be can be an action caused by the creator, to cause something into being. For example, in Genesis 1-3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. The word is haya, right? And when God created a man, and man became a living being, the word is haya. And so what this tells us is that 
Yahuwah, when he says, I am who I am, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, is telling us, I am the self-existent one, right? Who, Asher, causes all things to exist, right? He's the creator of all things. And this is also expressed in Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says Yahuwah God, who is and who was and who is to come, the self-existent one, the Almighty, because for you to create all things requires omnipotence or almighty power. And this can be checked independently as well, because in Hebrew, names are often compound in nature. For example, Yahuwah, you can break it down into Yah and Hua, right? And so Yahuwah is Yah and Hua, and the word Hua is related to Haya, because Hua means to breathe into existence. And so Yahuwah is I am he who causes all things to be. And so the sacred name Yahuwah reveals the omnipotence of Allahim. Okay, let's keep looking because it's so rich in meaning. Another, when we look at the definition of aha, it's aya, it's to be, to exist, to arise, to appear, to be, to exist. And so the self-existent one who always exists, what this suggests when you look at the verb forms is that Yahuwah does not only exist, he exists everywhere. Because after all, he is the creator of all things. I am the self-existent one who is ever present. And so the sacred name of Yahuwah reveals the omnipresence of Elohim. Do you know what omnipresent means? Present everywhere, right? And so when we read the Bible and we think of Yahuwah, one of his characteristics is that he is omnipresent. The devil, is he omnipresent, the devil? Can he exist everywhere? No, he's not omnipresent. But Yahuwah is. You know, he's everywhere because he's Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya, right? And so in the Bible, it says the eyes of Yahuwah are in every place. Psalms 139, it says, where can I go from your spirit, from your presence? If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to hell, you're there. And so Yahuwah is everywhere, ever present. But it's a good kind of being present because he can be our refuge. In times of trouble, he can be ever present. So the ever presence of God is good for us because he can be available 24-7. He's always there. He's here with, with us now. Wherever we go, Yahuwah's presence is there. Okay, it doesn't mean his glory is always going to be everywhere. He chooses where his glory is manifested, but his presence can be everywhere because he is ever present. Okay, so that's another meaning of Ahaya, Asher Ahaya. What else? Well, it says here, what, what is another meaning of, of Ahaya or Haya? To stand, to be in, to be at, to be situated, to accompany, to be with. And so when we read in the Holy Bible, Yahuwah is always with people. He's always with his people, Israel. For example, the tabernacle. He set up the tabernacle so that Yahuwah's presence can be among the people, to situate himself with his people. This is why another meaning of Asher, of Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, is I am the self-existent one who will be there for you to accompany you. Isn't that nice? Asher, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, expresses Basically, that Yahuwah is saying, I will be with you. This is why throughout scripture, you're going to find when he's speaking to his people, whether it be Isaiah, 
or Moses or Abraham or Jacob, what does he say? I am with you. That expresses the name Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. Here's Jacob. And behold, Yahuwah stood above, above it and said, I am Yahuwah, God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. 15, it says, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. So Yahuwah is using the name, an, an expression of the name Yahuwah, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, is that Yahuwah is telling us, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Right? This is what he said to Moses when he said, who am I? He says, I will certainly be with you. Why? Because I am Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, Yahuwah. Right? And even Asa, the king, he says, Yahuwah is with you. While you are with him, if you seek him, he will be found by you. And so when we seek the Father, he allows himself to be found because he wants us to have a relationship with him. Okay, so that's another manifestation of the meaning Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. What else? There's a lot. Look, to happen, to come about, to come to pass, to accompany, to be with, right? Um, to occur, come to pass, to be done. To done to, to be done. And so when Yahuwah says, I will be with you, for example, when he said, I will be with you, Moses, I will be with you, Abraham, I will be with you, um, Jacob. It's not just the fact that Yahuwah is going to be with them. He's going to be with them to carry out whatever function they need to do, right? In other words, Ahaya Asher Ahaya is telling us, I am the self-existent one who will help you. Whatever you need to do, I will be there, not just to be there, but I will be there to help you. Just like when he showed up to Moses. He didn't just say, I will be there. He says, I will be there and you will get the job done. As proof, we're going to go to this mountain and worship once you get out. Right? So it is, I will be with you. Not only that, I will be with you and help you. The sacred name of Yahuwah expresses, I will help you. This is what he said to Moses. I will certainly be with you. And also Isaiah 41 you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from as far as regions and said to you, you are my servant. It's good to be a servant, you know. If ever we become a servant of Yahuwah, it guarantees two things. What is that? Fear not, for I am with you. An expression of Ahaya, Asher Ahaya. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand, for I, Yahuwah your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. So, Yahuwah, when he calls servants, when he calls people that he will relate with, he's telling them he is Yahuwah, Asher Ahaya, uh, Asher, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, which means I will be with you and I will help you. If you need strength, I'll strengthen you. If you need something else, I'll do it for you. And so he commits himself to that. What else is the awesome meaning of Ahaya Asher Ahaya? Well, if we go back to this uh, list of definition, list of biblical uses for the word uh, for the word Haya, it is to be instituted, to be established. And so Yahuwah is going to establish something, and he says he will abide, he will remain, he will establish something so that he can accompany us. He will establish something so that he can be with us. And not only will he be with us, he will abide. He will remain. He will continue. When you hear the words abide, remain, continue, what does that suggest to you? What word? Doesn't it suggest commitment? 
right? You're committing yourself to a person. When you say to a person, I'm going to be with you, right? And also you say, I'm going to abide, I'm going to remain, I will continue to be with you. You're committing yourself. What do we call that when Yahuwah commits himself? It's called a covenant, right? Covenant. Yahuwah creates covenants. And a covenant is created so that he can have a relationship that is binding. Yahuwah doesn't simply want any relationship. He wants a binding relationship with us. That's the wonderful name of Yahuwah. So I am the self-existent one who enters into a covenant relationship and remains faithful to it, to keep it. And so we can trust in the faithfulness of Yahuwah because so the sacred name of Yahuwah basically expresses, I am committed to you. How many here long for a committed relationship? Isn't that what we long for? When we say, I do, what do we expect? Until death do us part. When we read stories about fairy tale, <laughs> happily ever after right and so what we have in our minds is commitment yahuwah is all about commitment when he enters a covenant relationship he commits to it and that's what is expressed in Ahaya, asher Ahaya. this is why in genesis 17 when yahuwah appears to abraham when he was 99 he says i am almighty god walk before me and be blameless he wants a relationship with him walk with him my covenant between me and you. He's creating a covenant. And the covenant, he says, my covenant between me and you and your descendants. And he adds a powerful word, everlasting. I mean, what better commitment is there than that? Yahuwah says, everlasting covenant. And so when he uses his name, Yahuwah, he's expressing, I want to have a covenant relationship with you that will last forever. It's an everlasting covenant covenant and so yahuwah says god is faithful by whom we are called into fellowship of his son yahushua and so his commitment to the covenant is a covenant that will produce a relationship with us and during the new testament times it is through his son yahushua how faithful is yahuwah to his covenant bible says if we are faithless it's a good thing this is true if we are faithless, because as human beings, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we're less committed, right? The Bible says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Why? Because he's Yahuwah. Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. He will remain. He will continue because he's committed. And so Yahuwah enters a covenant relationship. And when he enters a covenant relationship, do you know what Yahuwah intends to do? I mean, why does he even want us to enter a covenant relationship with him in the first place? In Deuteronomy, understand therefore that Yahuwah, your God, is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love. And so the kind of relationship Yahuwah wants with us is not a relationship of oppression, right? Because sometimes that's the kind of relationship that tyrants and dictators want to have. When Genghis Khan wants to conquer a country, 
What's his purpose? His relationship is, be, is going to be, I'm the dictator. You do whatever I tell you to do. There's no love at all. Yahuwah, when he wants to have a relationship with us, it is because he wants to be able to express his unfailing love. Is that wonderful? Right? And the way, and when you read the Holy Scriptures and kind of get a sense of how much he loves us, when he called Israel to be his people, he likens them to a spouse and also a child to express a covenant relationship. This is why when Yahuwah gave the Ten Commandments on the mountain, Mount Sinai, right? The whole picture is a wedding ceremony. It's a wedding ceremony. If you go back to Exodus, and if you want to read Exodus 19, Exodus 20, it's a wedding ceremony. There's a covenant, giving of covenant, the saying of I do's, I will be committed. It's all there. I will be your God if you will be my people. It's a covenant, you know? And it's like a wedding covenant. And when you think of wedding covenants, it's a death till, till death do us part, right? And so in, when Israel became idolatrous and betrayed Yahuwah, in, in Ezekiel 16.8, this is what it says, when I passed by you again and looked upon you, indeed your time was the time of love. So I spread my wing over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you and you became mine, says the Lord, Yahuwah. And so even during the captivity, when Israel, because of its idolatry, was punished by Yahuwah and was led into captivity in Babylon, even then, Yahuwah did not give up his love for Israel. You know why? <laughs> because of his commitment. Because of his, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. It's called relentless love. It's a wonderful thing. It's all expressed in Ahaya. Asher, Ahaya. Not only that, take a look at this. Show you how much love, how much love Yahuwah has for his people. Uh, Yahuwah says, when Israel was a child, I loved him and called him out of Egypt as my son. And so not only does he liken Israel to a spouse, also a, a son. But the more I called to him, the more he turned away from me. My people sacrificed to Baal, false god. They burnt incense to idols. Yet I was the one who taught Israel to walk. I took my people up in my arms, but they did not acknowledge that I took care of them. I drew them to me with affection and love. I picked them up and held them by the cheek. I bent down to them and fed them. How can I give you up, Israel? How can I abandon you? Could I ever destroy you as I did Adma or treat you as I did Zeboim? My heart will not let me do it. My love for you, too strong. When Yahuwah enters a relationship, a covenant relationship, he aims to, to commit to it. Here, Israel left uh, Yahuwah for Baal. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I mean, how would you feel if your child left you, became disloyal to you, and sided with your enemy? <laughs> how would you feel? Yahuwah says, you know, I took care of Israel growing up out of Egypt. I nurtured them. I grew Helped them to grow. Now they do this against me, but I can't give them up. I love them too much. <laughs> That's the commitment of Yahuwah. He will continue. He will remain. Asher, Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. Right? What else can we find? What else is the meaning that we find here? 
to happen, to fall out, to occur, to take place, to come about, come to pass. And at the bottom, it says to occur, come to pass, to be done, to be done, be finished. There's a dimension here of completion, right? So Yahuwah, he wants to be with us so that he can help us to commit into a relationship with us. And now it says to completion. And so we have, I am the self-existent one who will carry out my counsel, my purposes and promises to completion. This is why the sacred name of Yahuwah expresses, I will do it. <laughs> it might not seem that now, but let Yahuwah finish his work. He's not yet finished with his work. My life is so miserable now. He's not yet finished with you. Let Yahuwah finish with you. Let Yahuwah complete his work in you. He started a work in you. That's good. Now let him finish it, right? Because he'll be faithful to, to carry out his plans. You see, Yahuwah has a purpose, and you can make many plans. But Yahuwah's purpose will prevail. Job 42, uh, Job replied to Yahuwah, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Isaiah 46, 9 to 11. Re remember the former things of old. For I am God, there is no other. My counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. You see, when Yahuwah God says, I'm going to do something, he's going to do it. Can we stop him? <laughs> Good luck with that. We will not be able to stop Yahuwah's plan, right? This is why either we go against him or we go with him. We should go with him. Remember Jonah? <laughs> he didn't cooperate with what Yahuwah wanted. And so Yahuwah told him, go to Nineveh and preach so that the people of Nineveh can repent and receive salvation. What did Jonah do? No, I don't want them to be saved. <laughs> I don't want to follow your plan, Yahuwah. I want my plan. So instead of going east, he went west. What happened to him? He got swallowed up by Moby Dick. No, not Moby Dick. He got swallowed up by some kind of fish that was prepared by Yahuwah because Yahuwah knew he was going to do that. And it spits him out to Nineveh. <laughs> you see, Yahuwah's will... His purpose will prevail. Either you're on board, which will be easy for you. If you resist, doesn't matter. It's going to be done anyways, with or without you. You get it? And so let's just be on board with it. Yahuwah says what he says, his purpose, his plans, it will be fulfilled. Isaiah 43, fear not for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar my daughters from the ends of the earth everyone who is called by my name i am god and also henceforth i am he there is none who can deliver from my hand i work and who can hinder it one of the works who was doing especially today is to gather to bring together his sons and daughters called by his name the bible says no one can hinder him putin can't hinder him no president of any nation can hinder him. The devil cannot hinder him. Yahuwah is going to bring his people together. And this is what we see happening in the world today. It's like there's this force that's happening all over the world. And this force is bringing people together who call upon the name of Yahuwah, who bear his name that was given to his son, Yahusha. We're not surprised because we know before the end comes, Yahuwah is going to work and who can hinder it. And most of all, one of our favorite passages, one of my favorite passages, Romans 8.28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. 
for them. You see, Yahuwah has a purpose for all of us. He is going to complete that plan. He has a plan. He's always had a plan before he created the universe. He's always had a plan. And he will complete that plan whether we like it or not. And this plan is a good one. And even if people try to thwart that plan, he will cause everything to work together for good. Okay, so what we have so far, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya. Do you see the deep meaning of the name of, of Abba? It's wonderful, isn't it? Right? When Yahuwah says, Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, it's expressing that he is the self-existent one who caused all things to exist, he is ever-present, who will be there for you to accompany you, not only to accompany you, he will be there for you to help you and strengthen you. He is there to enter into a covenant relationship with you and remain faithful to it, who will carry out his counsel, purposes, and promises to completion. Right? And we have so far how many? One, two, three, four, five, six. But we're not done yet. When you look at all these attributes of the name of Yahuwah, what do you think number seven will be? What do you think would be the most beautiful, powerful expression of Ahaya Asharaya? What do you think it will be? <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, I like that word, salvation. I am the self-existent one who will save you. Asher. Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya, expressed in Yahusha, right? He will carry out all of these attributes. You know, he is who he says he is. He is Yahuwah, Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. He will carry out and express the attributes of his name, but it will culminate. It will conclude with the greatest manifestation of his name, which is he will save us. That's the completion of his work. Completion, because he will carry it out to completion, right? Like I said, he doesn't do anything without planning. Even before he created the universe, what did Yahuwah plan? Ephesians 1, 4 to 9, even before the, the world was made, he chose us. He chose us to be what? His children, relationship. Before the world was, he's, he was made. He is the eternal God, right? That's Ahaya, Asher Ahaya. He established a covenant to make a son and daughter. And he does this by the blood of Christ. God did what he had purposed, made known to us the secret plan. He had already decided to complete by means of Christ. He's committed to it. He will be with us. He will help us. And to get this done involves the sacrifice of the Christ. And it just so happens the Christ has a beautiful name. A beautiful name that perfectly expresses Yahuwah. Do you know what that name is? Yeah. What is that name? Uh, Matthew 1. And she will have a son and you are to name him Yahusha. For he will save his people from their sins. Look, the virgin shall conceive a child. She will be called birth to a son. Uh, she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Even before Christ was born, the angel appears to Mary and Joseph and says to them, this is the name you're going to give him. The one who chose the name was the angel, or actually Yahuwah, 
he told the angel, make sure they get the name right, <laughs> right? And the name they chose is Yahusha. Why Yahusha? Because he will save his people from their sins. And because sins will be atoned for, the Bible says, God can be with us. So Yahusha is sacrificed by Yahuwah. And so gives him the name Yahusha because he will be the savior of his people. And how important is the name Yahusha? No other name in heaven is given by which we are to be saved. In fact, according to Philippians 2, 9 to 11, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that, that the name of Yahusha, every knee should bow those in heaven those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Yahusha Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so the Bible says that the greatest name, which is above all names, is what name? Yahusha. You might be saying, wouldn't it be Yahuwah? Why does Apostle Paul say the greatest name, the one that is above all names, why is it Yahusha and not Yahuwah? Two answers. What's the first? John 17. Uh, Yahushua says, and now I'm coming to you. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave me. And so the name Yahushua is also the name of the Father. As a matter of fact, when you look at Yahushua, it's a compound name. It's Yahuwah and Yasha. Yasha means what? To save. And so Yahusha is, I am he who saves. And so the self-existent one will save through Yahusha. How can people be saved through the Christ? Well, in 1 John 4, 9 to 11, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that he might give, that he might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Do you know what it cost? What it cost, Yahuwah, so that we can be saved? Cost him a son. What do you think? What do you think is more awe-inspiring? All you think about this, what is more a more significant event, okay? When Yahuwah created the cosmos, the universe with but his breath, let there be light and there was light. Let there be the universe and there was a universe. Let there be stars and all the stars are born. That's pretty powerful. Or the work of redemption. Which one do you think costs God more? The work of creation or the work of redemption? I think it's the work of redemption. What did it cost Yahuwah to create the universe? A breath. <laughs> breath. That's it. He breathed everything into existence. That's the Ahaya, Asher Ahaya. What do you think it cost God so that we can be saved through redemption? His son. How many here love your kids? <laughs> we all love our kids. Are you willing to give up your kid? Watch him die on the cross? Would you do that? 
I'm being honest with you. I won't be able to do that. I love my boy. I love my girl. I love my kids. Yahuwah says, my only begotten son, I'm going to give you up. You're going to die. You're going to go through the cross. Why? Because of his love. This is why Yahusha is the name of all names because not only does it contain the name Yahuwah, it also expresses the sacrificial love of Yahuwah. Right? Ahaya, Asher Ahaya, he's committed to the plan. He will complete it. To complete it will involve Yahusha. That's why it's the most beautiful name. Because it expresses not only the power of Yahuwah, the sacrifice of Yahuwah. The ultimate expression of Yahuwah's love, sacrificing his only begotten son, Yahusha. Okay? That's why the name of Yahuwah is really wonderful. And what we will show you next is the gospel and the sacrifice of Yahuwah is actually found in the four letters of the name of Yahuwah. Did you know that? Yeah? Okay, we're actually almost done. Do you want to take a break and then finish up? Or do you want to just finish up? Finish up. Okay, give me 15 minutes. that okay? Can I have 15 minutes of your time to discuss the last two? Maybe 21 minutes. 21 minutes? Is that okay? Okay, 21 minutes and 30 seconds. Maybe 35. <laughs> All right. So the gospel, I mean, who can tell me what the gospel is about? What's the gospel? Yeah, I mean, specifically, it's Yahuwah. It's John 3.16. Come on. John 3.16, right? When Yahuwah gave up his son so that people can have a relationship with Yahuwah, a covenant relationship through the cross. That's the gospel, right? It's actually found in the four letters of the name of Yahuwah. Well, what are the four letters of the name of Yahuwah? It's right there. Does that look familiar to you? Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. That's an ancient Hebrew, Paleo-Hebrew. But did you know, even before Paleo-Hebrew, before the writing of Moses, the people of Elohim, they had a, the same Hebrew alphabets, the same, but it looked different, the symbols. It's called a pictograph. Every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has a symbol. And so here we have Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, and the symbol of the name Yahuwah in pictographic form, because every letter has a symbol and a meaning to that symbol, right? That's how it looks like, right? Does that mean anything to you? It looks Greek to me, bro. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But before the right, you know, during ancient times, when people came up with an alphabet, every letter had a meaning. And the meaning is expressed in the symbols. So when you look at the symbol, it evokes a meaning, right? I mean, when you, when you look at the first one, uh, what, what does that tell you? What does that look like to you? Like a person having joy, filled with joy in worship, looking up to heaven, right? And so how about the one in the middle of those two people? Does that look like a cross? 
maybe. Looks like a, uh, it actually looks like a peg. Back in those days when you have like a tent, you fasten the tent to secure it. You secure the tent by, a, by driving a peg through it, right? Right. And then the, the, the last one, which is actually the first one in Hebrew, because in Hebrew, you read from right to left, right? And so the last one, does that look familiar to you? Well, to help us kind of familiarize with what it means, we have the Hebrew letters with pictographs, right? And so what is involved in the name of Yahuwah are these three letters. And so the hey looks like a man. We're looking up or praising. It says, lo, behold, the. It's often used for worship. Like, behold, Yahuwah. Behold the wonder of God, okay? And then the vav, it says nail, peg, right? You see that? Nail and peg. And then yod, the first letter of the name, yod, hey, vav, hey, is a hand. Is a hand. Like the hand is working. Like the hand is giving something, right? Okay, so what we have here is when you take the last three, the, the last three letters of the name of Yahuwah, that's what you get, right? The, the, the last three, because in Hebrew, you read from right to left. And so the last three letters of the name of Yahuwah looks like that in pictograph. You have two people worshiping together, right? And they're bound by this peg, by this nail. And so they're attached together and they're expressing joy together, looking up. This tells us that people through this peg are able to worship with joy. And not only do they worship with joy, worshiping Yahuwah, but they do it together. They're together. They're connected together somehow, right? And turns out the last three letters is the Hebrew word hua, which means to live, to be, to breathe, related to hayah. Right? And so when we look at the pictographs, behold, the peg, the nail. And so the nail gives the attachment, an attachment of being together. And so there are people, individuals who worship together, connected together by this nail. And so they look up for worship, hua. And if you add Yahuwah, the, 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 the first letter, Yod, what does that tell you? This tells me that this work of people worshiping together with joy, with their hands towards heaven, right, connected by this nail, this peg, is given by Yod. Because the, the Yod represents what? A hand. What does a hand do? It gives. It works. And so Yahuwah is going to work, and he's going to give the nail that will bring people together to worship who? Yahuwah. What do you call that? The gospel? <laughs> it's the gospel. And it's in the name Yahuwah. Who would have thought? But it's there, right? And it's even expressed by Yahusha himself that our togetherness is secured by his sacrifice so that we can have a relationship with Yahuwah, who is our father in heaven. Take a look at John 17. And now I am coming to you. This is Yahusha praying. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, Holy Father. Keep them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one, just as you and I are one. Togetherness, right? 
I in them and you in me. In this togetherness, guess who joins us? Yahusha, the nail. Yahuwah, who gave the nail. What does the nail represent? Crucifixion, sacrifice, the death on the cross. Right? I in them and you in me, so that they may be completely one in order that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them as you love me. Doesn't that express this? <laughs> I mean, if you, read the, if you read the passage, this is what, and if you were asked to use the Hebrew pictograph to depict it, this is what you get, <laughs> right? Not only that, take a look at Hebrews. So now Yahusha and the ones who makes holy have the same father. That is why Yahushua is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. Those who are connected together, they're brothers and sisters, together with Yahushua. They belong together. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. Isn't that also the gospel message? Revealed by the name. This is why Yahushua says, I will not be ashamed. Of them, I will proclaim your name to them because they are my brothers and sisters. There, we became brothers and sisters because of the sacrifice of the cross, the one provided by the Father. He gave Yahusha to die on the cross so that we can be together as brothers and sisters, children of God, who have a relationship with Abba as an assembly of people, an assembly of people. What is that? That's the gospel. Yeah. Do you see it in the name? Yahuwah. It's wonderful. The message of Allahim. This is why, going to our last part, we should meditate on the name of Yahuwah. Now, when we are asked, can you, when we are told meditate on the name of Yahuwah, now we have a lot of things to think about, right? And it's good. Why is it a blessing to meditate and proclaim the name of Yahuwah? Malachi, it says, those who feared Yahuwah spoke to one another, and Yahuwah listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear Yahuwah and who meditate on his name. You see, Yahuwah wants us to meditate and think upon his name. Now we know what it means. Ahaya, Asher Ahaya. It means he is the self-existent one who causes all things to exist so that he can be with us to help us and strengthen us and enter a covenant relationship with us so that he can complete his work, which is the work of redemption, manifested in Yahusha, his son, which is the giving up of his only begotten son for our salvation, that we can be his sons and daughters. We meditate on that name, and we can see the love of Yahuwah for each and every one of us. But here's the thing. Not only should we meditate on the name, the Bible says, for I proclaim the name of Yahuwah, ascribe greatness to our God. Not only must we keep this beautiful message to ourselves, we have to let others know it too. Not only that, the word proclaim, right, means to publish, and the Hebrew word 712, to one is to recite, to read aloud, to cry out, to utter a, a loud sound. This is why what I've experienced when you're praying alone and you're praying to Yahuwah, it's better to mouth, the, to verbalize the word Yahuwah. But before you verbalize the word Yahuwah, the name Yahuwah, meditate on it first. Because in Malachi, it says, Yahuwah listens to their prayers when they meditate on the name. And after meditating on the name, you, you verbalize it. And there's a lot of brethren who come up to me and they tell me, you know, brother, I mean, people who were sick and they were, they called the ambulance and people who 
were blind and they verbalize a name, Yahuwah. After meditating on it, there's power to that name. There's power invoking the name of Yahuwah when it's coupled with meditation, when it's coupled with faith. Because when we proclaim that name, we invoke the power of that name. It's a way of calling out, a way of expressing our faith. This is why it's good to verbalize it. And even the Psalms 150, it says, let everything that has breath, praise Yahuwah, praise Yahuwah. I mean, can you express praise for Yahuwah's name by your breath, just by thinking about it? Probably not. When we say breath, what do we do? We verbalize it. There's something about verbalizing it. Remember, Yahuwah created all things with a spoken word. There's power in speech. If we're going to speak, let's use this verbalize. So when you're praying by yourself, instead of saying Yahuwah in your mind, say, meditate on the name. Before you even utter the name, meditate on it first. And then once you know you can feel it, say, Yahuwah. Yahuwah. And you will feel his power. You will feel it. Because he is Yahuwah. Ahaya, Asher, Ahaya. He will be with you. And he will pour his help upon you. Even John 4.24. It says we worship in spirit and truth. I mean the spirit of God was given to man through his what? Breath. This is why to worship in spirit involves verbalizing. Invoking using the mouth. Romans 10. That if... You confess with your mouth, Yahusha is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised her from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So next time you pray, verbalize it. Verbalize it. Doesn't have to be loud. Yahuwah. Yahuwah. My father loves me. What's the proof invoking the name is so powerful. I'm going to read one more passage before we pray. Exodus. Then Yahuwah came down in a cloud and stood there with him, Moses. And he called out his own name. He verbalized his own name. Who is that? Yahuwah. He called out his own name, Yahuwah. Yahuwah passed in front of Moses calling out, Yahuwah, twice. Yahuwah, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. Here's the father. He invoked his own name. Why? To tell us so that he can give us a pattern that, to show us that there's a power in invoking the name of Yahuwah. And you know what the context of this is? Yahuwah called Moses to go up to the mountain, and Yahuwah gives him the Ten Commandments, right? And so while the people were waiting, what did they do? They created a golden calf. They worshiped the golden calf. They were in rebellion against Yahuwah. They sinned against Yahuwah. They were in iniquity against Yahuwah. Can you imagine Yahuwah is making a covenant with his people, giving him the ten, ten commandments, the two tablets. And when Moses comes down, what happens? 
They're merrymaking and they're worshiping this golden calf. And so Yahuwah was so angry. What did he say to Moses? I'm going to kill all of them. <laughs> I'm going to start anew with you. But of course, I believe Yahuwah was just testing Moses. Because Yahuwah intended all along to forgive them. And this is why he called out his, his name and he attached something to his name. What did he attach to his name? He says, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, twice. Yahuwah, Yahuwah, the God, the Elohim of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. It's a lot. This is why, brethren, when sometimes we make a mistake, because as human beings, we all make mistakes, we all commit sin. Remember the compassion of Yahuwah. Remember the loving kindness of Yahuwah. He will not give up on us. Sometimes we give up on ourselves. Sometimes the guilt we feel causes us to just surrender. There are people who commit suicide because of guilt. There are people who give up. Sometimes we even give up on our loved ones, our children, our spouse. But Yahuwah does not give up on us. If there's one thing we can know for certain, as expressed in the name Yahuwah, is that no matter how faithless we became, his relentless love brings us back to him. He doesn't give up on us. He doesn't. Because he's Yahuwah. Yahuwah, who is the God of compassion and mercy, slope to anger, filled with unfailing love. And he will lavish his love for us. He already proved that when he gave up his son. But he doesn't stop there. He continues to work in us. Because he's perfecting us. Preparing us for the great day of our salvation. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father. Yes. Yahuwah. Yahuwah. Merciful are you, most compassionate and loving. Who are we that we have come to know you? Who are we that you desire to be with us? Yes. We have such a great blessing from you yes. that cannot be possibly measured. Thank you, Father, yes. if we will boast. We will boast of you, that we know you, Yahuwah, who exercises unfailing love. We are filled with joy now. You have proven to us how much you love us. When you gave up your son and gave him the name Yahushua. But you continue to work in our life. Thank you so much. We promise you, we will do our best to proclaim your name. To teach people about your work of salvation. Empower us. Strengthen us. And be with us. Heal us. If there be among your people who are sick. Yahuwah. Who lavishes his kindness and love. Have mercy and heal your people today. Our King Yahushua. You perform your miracles on Shabbat. On this day of Sabbath. 
we assemble before you. We thank you and we believe you are in our midst. May you strengthen our faith. Perform your miracle, please. Give us a testimony that we can share, that many people can come to know you better. Father, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for blessing our gathering for today. We ask and beg everything, Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.